This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Chase Elliott has scored the win in the Go Bowling 235 on the Daytona Road Course. You know, to reflect on the history and what has built this place uh, is, is, is very special. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you on a jam-packed show. Over the weekend, we ran on the road course at Daytona International Speedway for the very first time, and it was Chase Elliott getting the victory, his third road course race win in a row. We'll chat with him about his experience turning left and right at the World Center of Racing. Also, Matt Benedetto was featured as our one-on-one interview during Sunday's pre-race. You'll hear more of that conversation. Plus, James Davison, he qualified on the ninth row for the Indy 500. He quickly hopped on an airplane, came to Daytona, finished 30th in the Go Bowling 235. We'll hear from him. Plus, we'll dive into Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin's success this year in double headers. We got one coming your way this weekend at Dover International Speedway. Plus, we'll get into NASCAR's newest partnership in the world of gaming and sports betting, plus a new 48 stories and a whole lot more. But first, let's see what the latest trending headlines are across NASCAR Nation with Kyle Rickey, the host of NASCAR Today Midday. Kyle, what's trending? Chase Elliott made it three in a row on road courses in the NASCAR Cup Series with his victory at Daytona. Chase also won at Watkins Glen last summer and at the Charlotte Roval last fall. Chase is hoping the momentum rolls right into one of his better tracks this week at Dover as the regular season begins to wind down in the Cup Series and playoff points are on the line. Bubba Wallace has been making NASCAR headlines the last few weeks, inking personal service deals with some pretty big sponsors, such as Columbia Clothing and DoorDash, who was on his car in Daytona over the weekend. 
Bubba has been the talk of silly season so far, still with his future up in the air at Richard Petty Motorsports. It was rumored that Bubba was offered a deal at RPM that included an increased stake in ownership. Bubba already has a minority stake in the team. It's also been rumored that Chip Ganassi Racing has also offered Bubba a deal. In a press conference ahead of Daytona, Bubba said nothing has been set in stone when it comes to his racing future. We're, uh, you know, we're in the middle of silly season still, and, and we're uh, on both parties. My team and RPM are, are still trying to figure out ways to uh, finalize deals and get everything together. This this definitely solves a big uh, piece to the puzzle and uh, working together. So nothing's set in stone yet. It's still all being worked out, ironed out. So hopefully we'll have that announcement coming soon. Bubba joins the rest of the sport in Dover this week for two NASCAR Cup Series races. The Trucks and Xfinity Series will also compete this weekend in Dover. Sheldon Creed won in the Trucks at Daytona, while Austin Sindrick scored yet another NASCAR Xfinity Series win, both taking place for the first time on the infield road course at Daytona International Speedway. I'm Kyle Rickey, and those are just some of the trending topics in the world of NASCAR. For more on these stories, plus others, visit MRN.com and NASCAR.com. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, Chase Elliott chats with our Kim Kuhn, and later James Davison joins us ahead of Rick Ware Racing's venture into the Indianapolis 500. What do you want a da-da-da? What do y'all want a da-da-da? I'm not a da with a da-da-da. We could switch to Progressa da-da. Oh, yeah? We could switch to Progressa and sa. Mm-hmm. We could sa enough to buy some za. Oh, yeah. Let's switch to Progressa da-da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah! Now we know we're going to da-da-da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da-da-da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. This week is Dry Dean Week on MRN as we get you ready for the Dry Dean Doubleheader Weekend at Dover's Monster Mile at Dover International Speedway. Learn more about Dry Dean's complete line of automotive, commercial, and industrial lubricants at drydean.com. Dry Dean, the hardest working brand in heavy-duty lubrication. Daytona Road Course winner Chase Elliott joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. With his win on Sunday in Daytona on the infield road course, Chase Elliott has now won three road course races in a row in the NASCAR Cup Series. He was gracious enough to give us some time this week following his victory and chatted with our Kim Kuhn. So, Daytona road course, no practice. Does that feat make the win seem like more of an accomplishment than if you had won at a track that you're more familiar with? I don't know. That's tough. I feel like, uh, I don't know, my, my road to that first win was so difficult. Um, I feel like they're all special and, and all hard, so it's kind of hard to to say. Uh, but certainly I, I, I was proud of the challenge and, and proud of the uh, proud of the week's 
preparation and seeing that come, uh, you know, come to life on Sunday and get the result that I felt like we, we deserved. I think we've all put in the time to, uh, to do that. I'm sure we weren't the only ones that, that put in that amount of time, but it was, uh, always refreshing to see your group come together, work hard at something and, and to get a result to show for that was really cool. What's been your take on having no practice and in what ways do you feel like maybe it makes the weekends a little more interesting? I think it definitely made this past weekend more interesting, you know, just nobody really knowing what to expect. And, you know, I was nervous for that turn one deal. You know, I, I haven't been nervous for a race uh, in a long time. And I was like, you know, what are we, all, how, how stupid are we all going to look here Monday morning when we crash out the field here on turn one? So uh, I'm really glad we didn't look like a bunch of idiots because I, I thought there was a high probability of that happening. Um, so luckily everybody did their homework. Uh, I think as a, as an industry, we prepared well, which was nice. And, and it was cool to see all that come to life and put on a, uh, you know, a clean race. Third straight consecutive road course win, fourth of your career. Do you feel like road courses maybe jive with your driving style or is it more just collectively the team, the car, you? I think it's more of a collective effort. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, Jeff obviously was a great road course racer. I stepped into his old team. I think he left them with a lot of really good ideas and, and a lot of emphasis on the really important areas of road course racing that helps you go fast. Um, I think those things really should not go unnoticed, um, that I came into a good situation there. So I, I feel lucky from that standpoint. And when you, when you come into a situation like that, uh, and your cars are driving well and doing the things that I want them to do, I think ultimately it helps me learn faster. And and it's not that I come in and just know exactly what to do, but when your car is driving well, I can focus on those fine details that really make the difference in winning or losing. And I think that has been the the big thing is just having a good baseline and a good starting point to uh, to, to build from. NASCAR shook up stuff this year, and they've tried a handful of new things. So we've seen shorter races. We've seen midweek races, doubleheaders, no practice, like I mentioned, the choose cone rule. Which of the things that they've changed or kind of tested have you liked the most? Good question. Uh, honestly, I, there's nothing they have done this year that I have not liked. Um, I think they have all been really big winners for our industry. Um, I see positives in shorter weekends. I see positives in no practice. I see positives in the choose cone. Um, I see positives in double headers, especially at racetracks that we visit, uh, within a month's time. Um, and, and that you're not selling out anyway. So I, I just think that there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of really good things that, that they've been doing. And, um, I just feel like they're getting back to a lot of basics that, mm -hmm. that we outgrew as an industry that we've got to really get back to, to, uh, to, to make everything work. To dive a little deeper into the double header subject, obviously double header at Dover this weekend, it's the third double header we've seen this year. You know, you obviously have said you like them. How does your preparation for the second race compare to when the races aren't a double header and you have months in between? Well, I think the big thing is it's, it's, it is two races, right? And there's two races worth of points on the line, mm -hmm. but ultimately you're not going to reinvent the wheel Saturday night for Sunday. So, you know, at Pocono, the same guys finished first and second is what they did on Saturday and Sunday. Same guy won at Michigan both days, even after the invert. So, 
ultimately you have what you have when you get there from a real, from an overall general package perspective. So um, in that sense, it is kind of like just one weekend with double the points um, in a lot of ways. So uh, I think you treat it as that in, in my opinion, because if you're having to just absolutely punt on Saturday night and restart, you a had a bad Saturday and B uh, are probably not going to have a good Sunday either. So I think you, you better have it right when you get there and, and just try to execute from there. With the playoffs just a few weeks away, how prepared do you feel like your team is? And maybe in these next couple of weeks, what are some things you want to hone in on to prepare yourself for when we kick off the championship run? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously the past couple of months have been a bit of a struggle on the, on the ovals. Um, so, yeah, just trying to focus on that mile-and-a-half package. Uh, historically, Texas, Pocono, Indy have always been a struggle. I certainly thought we could run better at Kansas than what we did. So that one was um, an eye-opener, I think, for me and, and our whole group to be like, hey, you know, we need to we need to really hunker down and get better. And I do think Michigan kind of um, uh, showed some of our weaknesses in certain areas. So just focusing on that mile-and-a-half package, what we need to do to be better, obviously that's the chunk of the final ten. So um, Dover is a good opportunity to hone in on some of that stuff. Um, but, you know, when we get to uh, get back to Darlington, I think we'll be interesting and kind of see where we stack up there. We had a great run there in the, in the spring races, um, but a lot's changed since then. And, and I, I feel like we need to improve to have those kinds of runs again. That was Kim Kuhn and NASCAR's most popular driver, Chase Elliott. Valuable playoff points here as the Cup Series winds down their regular season. Coming up, James Davison will make his fifth start in the Indianapolis 500, this time, though, with a NASCAR connection. We'll hear from him next. Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast, and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here. This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in Victory Lane. Blue Emu works fast and you won't stink. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. For decades, Drydeen lubricants have been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydeen offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic, and transmission fluids. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Drydeen.com. And for information on the Drydeen Doubleheader Weekend at Dover, go to DrydeenDoubleheader.com. That's DrydeenDoubleheader.com. Tomorrow night, the stars of the eNASCAR Heat Pro League will do battle for one final time in the 2020 season with eight drivers left competing for the chance to be crowned as champion. The championship finale will consist of three races at three different tracks with NASCAR Cup Series vehicles on the newly released NASCAR Heat 5. Of the 28 drivers slated to race in the race, eight still have a shot to win both the title and and $70,000. New this year, all 28 drivers from both divisions in the series will compete on track at the same time, courtesy of gaming PCs, monitors, and headsets provided by Asus, creating the ultimate cross-platform competition to determine the single eNASCAR Heat Pro League champion. Tune in to all the action Wednesday night, 8 Eastern, on eNASCAR.com. James Davison will make his fifth start in Sunday's Indianapolis 500. He joins us next. 
First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Whelan would like to congratulate Chase Elliott and his number nine Hedrick Motorsports pit crew for the win at the Daytona Road Course on Sunday afternoon. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. The team made the right calls to help Elliott grab his third road course victory in a row. Was there much conversation with Alan Gustafson about coming down pit road before we talk about those last couple of laps? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think we had kind of made our decision there when, when we pitted for that last time. So it was, I think whoever was going to win the race was done pitting at that point in time. So just needed to uh, have a good restart, get going. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. James Davison will start in the ninth row for Sunday's Indianapolis 500 along multi-time Formula One champion Fernando Alonso and Simon Pagano. He's had a good couple of weeks in Indy with Rick Ware Racing, which also owns his cup car in NASCAR's Premier Series. Rick and James have paired up with Dale Coyne Racing to compete in one of motorsports' biggest events. And this week, our Tyler Burnett of Rip the Fence podcast caught up with him. Rick has had a you know long tenure in NASCAR and has done some road course racing recently and has really ventured out into a lot of different type of racing, which is exciting to me. But obviously, the NASCAR connection here at the Motor Racing Network going to be at the Indy 500. Are you impressed with how good you guys were to start the, you know, the month? No, because, I mean, last year we were, were strong. We were in the top ten in a number of practices. I mean, we were fifth on carb day. I remember we were tenth on another practice day, twelfth on another, qualified in the top half of the field, ahead of Dixon, Canaan, Hunter Ray. So, obviously, with that form going into this year, it wasn't going to surprise me if we were going to have some competitiveness but with that said I was aware that it was likely to be more competitive than last year as there's four Penske's, three Ganassi's, three McLaren's three Carpenter cars um, and then like seven Andretti cars and I mean there's like 16 or 17 cars so just to make the top half of the field is an achievement for any team involved. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't going to surprise me if we were going to be, yeah, around where we were. Probably I'm a little further back than I thought, but like I said, it was because of our four-lap average, not the ultimate speed in the car. So, um, yeah, I mean, with everything I just said, I mean, Castro Neves is starting behind me in 28, so... I'm not the only one that's fought some adversity this month. It's it's incredible. I mean, there's three Penske cars starting outside of the top 20. I mean, when has that ever happened? They're all in the fast nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's not just the Chevy. I mean, the Hondas have been strong this year, but there was some Chevys up there in, in the top nine. Um, one of the Carpenter cars and the McLaren cars are ahead. I think that Two of them, McLaren cars, are in the top 20. So, yeah, the Chevys have got some performance. And I think in race trim they do as well. They seem to be pretty strong off the corners. So I believe Honda's going to be working hard to do what they can. But overall, Honda's done a fantastic job. I think there's a lot of Hondas at the front, in particular Andretti cars. They've really hit the nail on the head this year. So... 
Um, like I said, uh, I'm going to play the long game and just do what I can in the race, not make any mistakes, and uh, be there at the end. Everyone knows that that race is built on the atmosphere. You walk into that place, it is jammed to the wall. Um, they you know, start playing you know, back home again in Indiana. Everyone gets chills. Is it going to feel different this year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, walking out to the grid on race day in the middle of 300,000 people, the Memorial Day salute, the flyovers, the national anthem, just everyone being so close together and obviously now it's just the ultimate social distancing i really don't even know how the driver intros are going to be done um even the qualifying photos you get done on on the yard of bricks afterwards usually you'd have your whole team bunched together and then everyone's just spaced apart and you're getting the photos taken with masks on it's there won't be a street parade on on Saturday before the race. Uh, we're not going on the media tour. Um, yeah, it's just crazy different. But um, I think once the race starts, all the drivers, we go into a tunnel vision where we're just so focused on the next tenth of a second of our lives and just making all these decisions that we're doing and we're just focused on the racetrack. And so um, I think only when we're out of the car do we really notice it. With that said, I remember when you do the pace laps at the 500, that's when you really notice the crowd because you're doing the four pace laps and you're driving around the whole track, obviously, and seeing the massive crowd. And, yeah, we're going to miss the fans for sure. I feel sorry for Roger Penske, all the effort that he's put into putting this event together and the commercial side of it. And obviously there's there's a huge difference in, in revenue not being able to sell 300,000 tickets or what have you. So, uh, yeah, I hope things improve and, and uh, you know, Roger can get some fruition on what, investment and time he's put into IndyCar and the Speedway with all the fan improvements and uh, it's just one of those bumps in the road that hopefully we'll all get through and things will return back to normal for next year. I think as Ed Carpenter said as a team owner it's very important they do otherwise there's risks of teams just not being able to continue and the commercial side of the sport is so important um, and obviously it's difficult for sponsors to stay, have the same involvement and or motivation to if there's not the fans there, the, the consumers that are going to consume their products and services and so on. And so, yeah, I think it's uh, very important things return to normal uh, in 2021. James Davison will start in the ninth row on the grid Sunday in the Indianapolis 500. He returns to NASCAR Cup Series competition in the Coke Zero 400 the following weekend. Coming up, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin have been dominating the Cup Series doubleheaders this season. MRN's Jason Toy will have that story. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are. 
so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.H. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. I am the one back with a full throttled roar. I am the intersection of chaos, karma, love, legacy, family, and flag. Back with one thunderous return. I am ready for you if you are ready for me. I am NASCAR. The NASCAR Cup Series on NBC and NBCSN. Brought to you by Xfinity. Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin have dominated the 2020 season, especially on doubleheader weekends. Will they continue that this weekend in Dover? Jason Toy has the story next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue along on this week's NASCAR Live. Two men have put together historic seasons in the NASCAR Cup Series so far this year. A former champion, Kevin Harvick, who drives for Stewart Haas Racing, and three-time Daytona 500 champion, Denny Hamlin. MRN's Jason Toy is here with the latest on the dynamic duo's success leading into yet another doubleheader weekend coming your way this weekend at Dover. The 2020 season has been a story of two drivers dominating half of the victories. Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin have shown that it's a two-man race to this year's title. The season started with Denny Hamlin taking the Daytona 500. Checkered flag is waving at the start-finish line. Who will get here first? Newman Dallow, he's going to get turned. Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin across the line. Denny Hamlin will go back-to-back. After the lockdown. NASCAR returned to Darlington for back-to-back races. Kevin Harvick grabbed race one. Shannon Bednarik puts the checkered flag in the air, and Kevin Harvick wins the Real Heroes 400 at Darlington. While Denny Hamlin snagged race two. Rain is falling again here at Darlington Raceway. That means Denny Hamlin has won the Toyota 500. The month of June was owned by both drivers. Kevin Harvick took Atlanta, while Denny Hamlin snatched Homestead. It became clear by the Pocono doubleheader that both drivers were the class of the field. Harvick edged out Hamlin in race one. Kevin Harvick wins the Pocono Organics 325 at the Pocono Raceway. Denny Hamlin will finish second. And in race two, the pair swapped positions for another 1-2 finish. It was the perfect pit call that put Hamlin out front, and then Denny took it from there. Off three, final time, checkered flag waving at the start-finish line, and Denny Hamlin wins. At Indianapolis Motor Speedway the next week, Denny Hamlin was on his way to victory until a cut tire ended his day with just five laps to go, giving the win to none other than Kevin Harvick. This is like living out your childhood dream, being able to race here and win here. Uh, I know how many times we've had really fast cars here and and come out on the other side of this, and now to win it back-to-back at at the Brickyard and and have won it three times is, is something that is a little bit surreal, to be honest with you. Denny Hamlin bounced back three weeks later at Kansas. Boy, what a season it is turning out to be for Denny Hamlin. Final time off turn four, headed to the checkered flag, and for the fifth time this season, Denny Hamlin is a winner. Then two weeks later, Kevin Harvick swept both races at Michigan, while Denny Hamlin finished runner-up 
in race number two. And Hamlin's got a full head of steam. Here he comes on the back bumper of Harvick. Hamlin looks to the inside. Harvick blocks. Checkered flag in the air. And Kevin Harvick wins the Consumers Energy 400 at Michigan. You know, our, our goal is, is to be competitive on a weekly basis. And, and usually that stuff will, will take care of itself. So, look, you know, this this whole thing right now, and, and really on a, even on a normal season, our season is so long and there's so many things that are going on. It really just comes down to a, you know, just kind of a week-to-week um, sort of situation of, of what you focus on and what you think about just because, you know, you get too far ahead, you just, you, you can't, um, you know, you just start jumbling thoughts together. So um, I know if we keep winning, the, the points will keep adding up. And, and when it comes to playoff time, th- those will be very valuable. But right now, everything's, you know, everything's going so well and, and we've got momentum and, and you want to win as many races as you can while that while you've got that um, that wave of momentum on your side. Denny Hamlin says his crew chief, Chris Gabehart, set high goals at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think we're doing a great job of putting ourselves in, in really good positions to win races. And obviously, uh, you know, we really could have a boatload of wins right now. It's incredible. I, Chris set a very lofty goal at the beginning of the season of how many races he thinks we're going to win. And I... I, I said, you're nuts. And I'm, I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> a few blown tires away from really making it happen. We still can get there. So I just, uh, I, it, you know, he's bringing fast cars and, you know, we're, we're executing. I'm not making really many mistakes behind the wheel right now. And, and that's, you know, we're putting ourselves in contention. This weekend is the third doubleheader of the season. Will it be the Harvick and Hamlin show again? Or can someone step up and make it a three-man race? to the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Thank you, Jason. We'll see if either Kevin or Denny can cash in again this weekend at the Monster Mile. Coming up, speaking of cashing in, NASCAR has broadened their landscape in the world of gaming and sports betting. NASCAR Managing Director of Gaming Scott Warfield will join us to discuss that and more. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. It's been a very different season, but NASCAR today is still out front, keeping you up to speed every weekday. Lack of a better term is we got to be faster. Despite all the changes, we're on top of the latest from NASCAR newsmakers. Going forward, our efforts are best spent on making sure every competitor feels safe and every guest feels welcome. I'm Woody Kane. Join me for a two-minute lap around the sport every weekday. We're putting ourselves in contention. As we head toward the playoffs, NASCAR today keeps you in the know. A big splash in the world of gaming and sports betting for NASCAR. Scott Warfield, Managing Director of Gaming for NASCAR, joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Welcome to the 18th running of the most spectacular automobile race in the world, the Daytona 500. Get your tickets today for the 63rd running of the Daytona 500. Pearson has won it. David Pearson has won the Daytona 500. He came across the line, the front end entirely battered, but David Pearson with the Pirelli Mercury has won the Daytona 500 for the first time. Kale makes the move. He's down very close to the grass. Down he tries to shut him off. Kale's in the grass. Kale loses it. He tries to pull it back. Down he's side by side. They make contact. Both head toward the wall. They hit the wall in turn number three. We'll have a new lead. 
Jerk Petty. Nothing compares to the iconic and prestigious Daytona 500. And nothing compares to witnessing it in person. Earnhardt's car blows up. Earnhardt blows a tire in turn number three. Derek Culp down to the inside. Terry Labonte second as Dale Earnhardt slides back into the fourth position. Off the corner, it's Derek Culp. One of the greatest events in sports. And one every race fan wants to attend. Earnhardt in front of Bobby Labonte. A lap car to the inside. Rusty Wallace make that Mayfield and Labonte banging for second to the stripe. Dale Earnhardt comes to the white flag and the caution flag. And Dale Earnhardt is going to win the Daytona 500 in his 20th try. Witness history at the 63rd running of the Great American Race. Kyle Busch spins. Matt Kenseth spins. But here comes the race to the Daytona 500 victory at the stripe. Kevin Harvick gets it by inches. Secure the best seats early. Tickets and travel packages are officially on sale at Daytona500.com. We're back on NASCAR Live. NASCAR has made a commendable effort recently in the world of gaming and sports betting, capitalizing on the popularity of esports and apps like DraftKings and FanDuel. Recently, NASCAR partnered with BetMGM for a multi-year betting partnership. MRN's Kurt Becker was given the opportunity to chat with NASCAR's managing director of gaming, Scott Warfield, about their newest venture and more. So BetMGM... When the announcement came out last last week, how excited were you and the gang at NASCAR about this partnership? Was it tough to keep it quiet until the appropriate time? It was. Uh, you know, we've been talking to the fine folks at MGM for more than I, longer than I would like to admit, um, dating back to 2019, um, maybe even the end of 2018, as we uh, we, we kind of ventured into this space for the first time. Um, you know, after. The Supreme Court struck down PASPA in May of, of 2018. Um, you know, all the leagues have been looking at, um, you know, partnerships in this space. And for us, the value of these partnerships, like the one with MGM, Curd, is, um, you know, get, getting um, the operators to uh, be a little more active around NASCAR, um, offering more bet types um, for our sport. Traditionally, our sport has been limited to trying to predict the race winner and trying to predict the series champion, which um, for all the listeners out there that, that play NASCAR fantasy live as um, frequently as I do, it, it's really hard. Um, even if you know the sport, um, trying to predict a race winner with the amount of parity is, is a very tough thing. So how we've tried to attack it is, is trying to find partners like Penn national gaming and MGM, both of which are now AGO authorized gaming operators um, who are going to come in and, and they're going to offer more bet types. So things like stage winner, top three, top five, top 10 driver head to heads has been super popular. Um, driver groupings, highest finishing manufacturer, um, odd, even car number race winner, um, fun micro transaction opportunities for, for fans to stay engaged longer with the sport. Um, so, long-winded way of saying um, we were super excited. We have one of the largest operators now in, in the world, um, you know, looking after our sport, offering more bed types, promoting us around events like this past weekend with the, the, the road course in Daytona. Um, and, and, and so it'll be, it'll be fun to see what we can do with them over the course of the next couple of years. Do you see this as a potential for developing new fans in the sport? Because you're talking about whole new ways for folks to, to, to have a reason, a b even bigger reason, to start paying attention to drivers and teams throughout the entire course of the year. Is that one of the objectives here? Maybe objective one. Um, 
you know, I think this represents a very unique opportunity for us to get younger and more diverse and to grow the pie again. Um, you know, these are at times can be, can be long events. Um, you know, the, the 18 to 24 year olds, we, we all know a, a handful of those at least, um, you know, they don't sometimes have the, the bandwidth to sit down for, for four hours. Um, but they do, they like to come in mid event and, and engage in unique ways, whether it's social media or now sports betting. And, and one of the biggest trends we're seeing is something called in play, or as I like to call it in race, um, where you're now able to bet on things like what's going to happen on third and seven, or who's going to win the next tennis point, or in our case, who's going to win stage two, who's going to lead the next lap. Um, so you can imagine that can change the way, um, you know, a casual fan may engage around our sport, um, that, that takes less of an investment. And if that's a way to get someone in and touching and feeling NASCAR, um, that then parlays into buying a race ticket, watching the 500, you know, um, engaging with us on NASCAR.com. I think we all know once we get them in, they're really easy to keep. Um, but it's, it's figuring out how to get them into the fold. And, and I think sports betting can play a, a big role in that. That's just a piece of the conversation that Kurt and Scott shared. You can hear more of it on this week's MRN Crew Call. Find it on MRN.com using the drop-down box on the Shows tab. Coming up, Matt Benedetto is our featured guest in the NASCAR Live Race Day pre-race show on Sunday. We'll get more of that conversation as we continue along on this week's show. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these dolls. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not today or any da. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The Xfinity fastest lap in this past Sunday's race at Daytona was turned by Chase Elliott with a time of 117.669 seconds and a speed of 110.417 miles per hour. It happened on lap 34. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. The voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Matt Benedetto is closing in on his first career playoff berth, driving for one of NASCAR's most historic teams, the Wood Brothers. Matt has put together a solid season so far, still looking for his first cup victory. Here's Matt and our Woody Kane. 
Let's talk a little bit about the season to date so far. Almost nothing has gone as we expected once the pandemic entered the picture. You didn't get a whole lot of time to work with your new team in the, let's say, old system before we had to go with the no practice, no qualifying type situation. How would you assess where you guys are right now? You're one of those guys right around that bubble area with just a handful of races left before the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I, I think when we started the year, um, we – yeah, all this hit, you know, pandemic hit, all these things, and, and us being a new group working together, I think it, it hurt us a little earlier in the year because we're still learning each other and each other's communication, all those little things. But um, as the season's gone on, really, I mean, the last couple of months, we have been every race. We've had a couple of bad luck in a couple of them, but uh, almost every race we're running around the top five, top ten area, have a ton of speed. We're running, uh, running great now, and we've hit our stride as a team. So that's, that's the cool part. And, uh, you know, obviously we hope to make the playoffs and, and keep having some good solid races. Um, but, yeah, make the playoffs. And, and the main thing is, is now that we've really hit our stride and are working together great as a team and got the team's performance to where we, we know it can be and continue to get better uh, when the playoffs hit, that's encouraging. You're uh, hitting your stride at the right time. <laughs> so you get the playoffs. And I think we can not only make them, I know that we could uh, really make a good splash in them and, and uh, you know, do a good job. Speaking of things that we've learned, uh, as other sports attempt to come back, NASCAR was among the first major sports to come back following all the postponements. Uh, it, it's, it points out that it's not as easy as it might seem. What do you think NASCAR has done well to get us back to the racetrack and keep things moving in the right direction and safe while other sports have had a harder time with it? Yeah, you know, I think we're, we're lucky in our sport that, uh, you know, it, it allows us to get back to it um easier and nascar's done a really good job and obviously we're just by ourselves in the race cars so, so that's a good thing and it's you know outdoors and all that mess so uh so now it's you know they've done a good job uh really setting a great example and doing everything um everything right obviously i'm you know it, it gets frustrating over time and you just want life to be back to normal and things like that especially the more you know evidence and everything that comes out but uh but no it, nascar's done Honestly, I, I think you just learn to almost expect the worst, and it's gone so well. I've been, like, completely blown away at how well everyone's, you know, adapted and, and just how desperate everybody was, like myself, and everyone just to go back racing, so everyone's willing to do anything and whatever. So everyone's been super disciplined, and NASCAR's done, I mean, honestly, an exceptional job. Silly season seems to begin earlier every year. And if we want to play kind of a six degrees to Kevin Bacon thing using you, uh, the ride that you left last year, the 95 car, Christopher Bell is in. Now he's going to Joe Gibbs Racing to replace the departing Eric Jones. What's the environment like in that situation? A guy like Eric Jones who's done well, but circumstances have kind of worked against him a little bit there. And you've certainly been in a boat like that. What, what kind of advice would you give uh, uh, guys going through the, the whole silly season drama now based on what what you've experienced oh man yeah i've been part of the silly season stuff uh too much <laughs> way too much for comfort but um, no it's it's tough the situations are tough our sport is going through a lot of change so um you know and it, and i hated to hear the you know the 95 team you know bob levine and all those those guys over there uh you know having to to sell and get out of it i know that was not an easy decision for them because they are so passionate about about racing and NASCAR. Um, so yeah, it's, man, it puts, you know, guys like Eric in tough positions, but, uh, you know, he's been around a long time and I'm sure, uh, you know, and he's, he's done well and I'm sure he'll, he'll be okay. And I'm sure there'll be some options out there for him, but, uh, being a part of the silly season stuff is, 
is uh, never fun. And, you know, you want that kind of certainty to, to have a home. Like I'm happy to have obviously gotten this opportunity with the 21 team is, and the Wood Brothers are such an amazing group to drive for our alliance with team Penske. Uh, I hope this is a home for me for my career, preferably. I mean, it's, it's so nice when you do find a home that you, uh, you know, just want to settle into for a really long time. Let's finish with this, Matt. I saw something when I was looking back through your social media. Right at the top, you've got it pinned where you're offering to give folks a, a shout-out for a, a contribution to the, the local animal shelter where you adopted your dog. Now, first of all, uh, i got to ask, why is your dog named Brian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so my, uh, when we got our dog Brian from our local animal rescue, it's uh, Hartman's Haven Dog Rescue is where we got him from. Local people, they're great. Um, we got him and he's a white colored uh, dog and, and we watch the TV show Family Guy all the time, <laughs> my wife and I do. And uh, we were like, man, what do we name him? What do we name him? And she just all of a sudden was looking at him and was like, oh my gosh, Brian. And I'm like, done, <laughs> sold. It's so perfect because I love human names for dogs and it was a Family Guy TV show tie-in. But it's it's really neat where I'm, I'm – really excited about how well that's gone doing those cameo videos you know if anyone downloads the app cameo finds me books me all the money that's raised to book me to do a video a shout personal shout out whether it's birthday anniversary you name it whatever it is um all i don't directly donate every dime uh, straight to our local uh, animal rescue where we got our dog brian which is really near and dear to to mine and my wife taylor's heart it means a lot to us so we we're really thankful for that so I'm guessing then that you grew up a dog guy, had uh, several as you were a kid and up to the present day? Yeah, yeah, we had uh, we had a long time uh, dog, a black lab. Her name was Gracie uh, growing up. We had a cat as well. So I've always been an animal uh, animal lover. Um, I, I uh, you know, feel really strongly about that and want to take care of any animals as much as I can. And my wife's very sensitive about it too. If we, you know, see an animal that's in need or, anything like that that's just that's something that means the most to, to us so yeah I've always been an animal guy and and our dog Brian is basically our son <laughs> so he is our son and he he gets uh he, my, my wife laughs Taylor when I uh when I come home from a race uh, I greet him for probably 20 minutes and I'm in the floor laying with him and we're wrestling around and he's so excited to see me and then she's like hello I'm here too you ever gonna say hi to me <laughs> That's exactly how it is at my house, too. And I know you know this being a dog guy yourself, that it doesn't matter to them whether you crash on lap one or win the Daytona 500. They're just glad to see you all the time. Yeah, it's the best feeling in the world. I'm telling you, <laughs> especially after, you know, well, after good days or bad days. But if you have a bad day, I'm telling you, it's the best mental therapy you can have. I forget about it completely for that little bit when you walk in the door and you're greeted like a hero, you know, <laughs> and it's so neat to have your dog is just so excited genuinely just to see you and my dog I mean truly our dog Brian is is my best friend I take him with me when I go play disc golf and you know take him to different places with me and we we do everything together he's fully trained too so I mean he's an amazing dog and that relationship is something special I, I love love animals Matt Benedetto is 44 points ahead of the NASCAR Cup Series playoff cut line but new winners could start changing that very quickly. Matt has two opportunities this weekend in both Drydeen 311s at Dover International Speedway. Coming up, another 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson and Susie Armstrong will be by for this week in NASCAR history. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. 
Over the years, Drydeen has stood for uncompromised value and proven performance. Known as the hardest working brand in heavy duty lubrication, Drydeen's heritage is made in America and made to last. Drydeen products work to increase the life and enhance the efficiency of your equipment in the toughest conditions. Learn more about Drydeen's products at Drydeen.com. Drydeen, a proud supporter of racing everywhere. Watch the Drydeen Doubleheader Weekend at Dover this weekend. Go to DrydeenDoubleheader.com for race details. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to put a bow on this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you spent your time with us here on this week's show. Before we head out the door, though, to celebrate Jimmy Johnson's incredible career, We've done 48 stories all season long. This week, we look back on Jimmy Johnson's incredible career at Dover International Speedway. Dover International Speedway has been a playground for Jimmy Johnson throughout his illustrious career. From his first appearance in 2002, Jimmy has been the one to beat on the one-mile concrete oval. It only his 13th start, Jimmy Johnson won at California Speedway earlier this year, and now, just a little over a month later, he scores his second Winston Cup win here at the Dover International Speedway in the M. That June victory was no fluke for the rookie that year, as he returned to win again in September. Can Mark Martin make it happen off the end of the backstretch? No, here comes Jimmy Johnson looking for the checkered flag in turn four. Jimmy Johnson makes a clean sweep at Dover. Over in 2002, winning in the spring and winning again here today in the MBNA. In the years that followed, the seven-time champion would be the one everyone watched when the NASCAR Cup Series went to the Monster Mile. Jimmy Johnson, another dominating performance and teams the monster yet again in Dover. Jimmy Johnson is the man again here at Dover for the ninth time in his career. He crossed. In all, Jimmy visited Victory Lane at Dover 11 times. It is all over, and Jimmy Johnson for the. The 11th time in his career has picked up the win here at Dover. Yeah, it's been a great track for me over the years. Uh, when I think back to my first time driving at the track was in the ASA series. I think 98, 99, somewhere there, probably 98. Um, loved the track when I came here, and uh, still today, you know, it's one one of the tracks that uh, really challenges the drivers in a lot of ways. From the the entry and the approach into the corner, you're at one altitude kind of and you fall two or three stories off into the corner and then have to climb back up that hill on corner exit. Uh, makes for a fun lap and I guess kind of reminds me of my off-road racing days uh, a little bit. So I really enjoy this racetrack. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, Kurt. You can find all of the 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson at MRN.com using the drop-down box on the Shows tab. All right, it's that time of the week again. Here's Susie Armstrong with This Week in NASCAR History. Thanks, Mike. First of the starting blocks, 1988. Gold medalist Carl Lewis and the rest of the U.S. team packed their bags for the upcoming Summer Olympics in Seoul, South Korea. George Bush and Dan Quayle launched their race to the White House at the Republican National Convention in New Orleans. Tom Cruise shook up the box office, showcasing his mixology skills in cocktail. As Simply Irresistible, Robert Palmer's number one hit 
rattled speakers through bars across America. And Ricky Rudd snatched the lead after a late race caution for a four-lap run to the checkers in the Budweiser at the Glen at Watkins Glen International. This is it, about 1,200 feet to go. Rudd is a leader. He comes out of turn number seven, into the straightaway. Wallace has got one shot at about 500 feet to do it. He tries to get around the outside, goes off in the dirt, and almost gets in the rail, keeps the car under control, and Rudd will win it. 1991. Eleven years after filming Raiders of the Lost Ark, Steven Spielberg returned to the tiny island of Kauai to unearth a huge new project, Jurassic Park. George Strait dug up country gold with the number one hit, You Know Me Better Than That. And despite well-worn tires, Dale Jarrett slam-banged to a photo-finish first cup win over Davey Allison in the champion Spark Plug 400 at Michigan International Speedway. A drag race down the back straightaway. Jarrett still holding the inside groove. Here's Allison now moving down, trying to crowd Jarrett just a bit. Dale holds his ground. Entrance of turn number three, about a foot between the two cars. It's a dead heat off of turn four. Dale Jarrett stays low. Davey Allison forced to the high side. They nearly touch here on the main straightaway. They come to the scrape at the checkered flag. Maybe Jarrett by inches, but they are already checking the photo finish camera. No! Kelly Clarkson! 2005, Steve Carroll left some of his chest hair at the waxing salon on a quest for love in the 40-year-old virgin. The Foo Fighters waxed poetic to the top of the charts with the angst-ridden hit Best of You. Conspiracy buffs deciphered Dan Brown's The Da Vinci Code, restoring the scheme-laden fiction to the top of the bestseller list. And Tony Stewart had things figured out in the Finger Lakes, leading 83 of 92 laps to claim victory in the Sirius Satellite Radio at the Glen, capping a stellar run of five victories in seven races. Seven weeks in a row, Tony Stewart has been the man, and he does it again here today as he picks up the victory at Watkins Glen. Five victories in the last seven races. Tony Stewart is going to win the Sirius Satellite Radio at the Glen. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. And our thanks to Chase Elliott, James Davison, and Matt Benedetto, along with NASCAR's Scott Warfield, for joining us on this week's show. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you for listening as well, and we'll chat with you again next week right here on another edition of NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, ride on our strength, and by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.